Come on. Come on, my beautiful family. Come in the room. It is time for Therapy Thursday. Come on, come on. I've been waiting for you all week long, and I really do believe that tonight's session is going to greatly, it's going to expose you to some things. It's going to expose you to some things where we could identify sometimes the reason God is not giving us next language is because we have now nails. And I'm going to expound on that as we go out tonight's session. Sometimes God is not speaking or not giving us next language because we have now nails. Pastor, what you talking about? I'm gonna explain it in a minute. Come on in the room, my beautiful family. Please, you know how I like to do. Each and every week when we gather, when we come together, at somebody in the chat, I'm proud of you. All up and down the timeline, all up and down the feed, find somebody at Tyreek, at Michelle, at, at James, whoever it is, tag somebody up and down the chat. I'm proud of you for being intentional with your healing. Come on. You don't know what somebody has battled all week. You don't know what somebody has been facing throughout this day. And I think, and I always strive to allow for this to be an encouraging thread because healing can be messy. Healing can be messy. Um, becoming can be tough. And I, I just really strive to make this an environment, an atmosphere of encouragement before we dive in to tonight's content. So um, about two weeks ago now, I think it was two, two, two weeks ago, we had our first Therapy Thursday Live, and it was amazing. A pop-up Therapy Thursday Live, we had um, all different type of uh, therapists on this long sheet where people can connect with. Um, we had some of our psychologists in the foyer. Um, we had food trucks. Isaac flew in from Memphis and we just really plowed about the necessity of making peace with your past. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, we started that conversation off with a story and I wanna pick up from that because I wanna give y'all a new revelation that hit me last week. So on the pop-up therapy Thursday, I started off by giving this illustration. I said, um, every time I would get in my truck, every single time I would get in my truck, I would hear this ding, the notification of your back tire pressure is low. And I would just fill it up a week and a half later, ding, tire pressure is low. Fill it up a week and a half later, ding, tire pressure is low. And so I said, okay, you know, I'm tired of this back and forth. I'm gonna go to Discount Tire before Therapy Thursday Live, and I'm gonna just get this fixed and get it checked out. So I pull up to Discount Tire, and the mechanic comes, comes out the store, he looks at my back tires, and he says, man, you have four nails in your tire. You have been driving around with leaks. Better yet, you have been driving around with punctures. Make it make sense, Pastor. Something has punctured your joy and you've been navigating through life with that. Something has punctured your clarity. Ooh, we coming out already. Something has punctured your clarity. Something has punctured your focus. 
Something has punctured your perspective, your esteem, and you've just been navigating in life with punctures. And this was a very <laughs> profound moment for myself because I didn't know I had four nails in my tire. I needed a specialist to, to look, know where to look, and point out to me, look right here, you have been driving with four nails. So they changed my back two tires, um, and I get in the truck, I'm leading, leaving discount tire, heading towards Therapy Thursday, and I didn't hear the ding, your tire pressure's low, and it actually kind of caught me off guard. I was like, man, what's wrong with my, oh, <laughs> that's right, I got new tires. I got so used to riding with a leak, I got so used to riding with a puncture that I was actually looking for similar signs that I had before I was fixed. Please don't miss this. I was looking for the same sound. I was used to a leak. So the guy informed me as I was leaving, like, you made a wise decision with purchasing these tires because not only is this an endangerment to you, but it's also dangerous for everybody who rides with you. You're putting everybody else's life in danger who rides with you because you have gotten used to nails. So we broke that down and navigated through Therapy Thursday Live, but something else happened. A week later, I'm driving my truck again, and you guessed it, ding! Now I'm like, okay, hold on. I just got brand new tires. Why is this thing saying I have low tire pressure? And this time, it was low tire pressure on my right passenger side. So I'm like, okay, I learned my lesson. I'm not gonna keep on filling this up. Jerry, you will not navigate through life with punctures. Go get it fixed. And just the whole Therapy Thursday Live was coming back to my mind. So I went back to Discount Tire um, two days later. And to my surprise, the same guy, it's a true story, the same guy who got me the two brand new tires came back out. I was like, Mr. Flowers, is everything okay? I said, man, you know, I'm having this, this low tire pressure signal come back on. And so he evaluates all four of my, all four of my tires. He says, this one looks good, the back two look good. You have two nails on your right passenger side. Do you do construction? Or do you drive around things that are broken? Are you driving regularly around something that is being broken down are built up. Because if you are, you need a whole different type of tire. This is preaching to me. He asked me, do you do construction? Do you drive down roads where things are broken? Because we fixed the last two, but now you have two nails on the other side of your tire. And Family, this, this is, is really profound to me because basically what this mechanic was saying was, Jerry, we could fix your tires, but I need for you to be aware of your roads. We could fix your tires, but I need you to be aware of your routines. I need you to be aware of what you're traveling through regularly because it's obvious wherever you're going on a regular basis keeps on causing for you to experience punctures. Talk 
It keeps on causing for you to experience punctures. And is it possible the same way? For me, it was my car. But for us, it could be our life. It's possible that we're taking routes that are unhealthy and we haven't even recognized that it's unhealthy. We're just navigating through this route because it's our normal. Once he said, are you driving around stuff that's broken or are you in construction? It caused for me to remember, oh yeah, I, I do take this shortcut every Sunday to get to church and they have been tearing down stuff because they're building a new subdivision. I was trying to take a shortcut, but that shortcut that I think is a shortcut is leaving me with nails. What is a nail? It's that thing that's puncturing you that's causing for something to leak. Talk Holy Spirit. It, it, it's the route you keep taking that's puncturing you, that's causing for something to leak out. And it's possible that we've been navigating down roads for so long that we're just used to it. We're used to nails. We're used to yelling. We're used to cursing people out. We're used to fighting. We're used to the nug if he, but we're used to dysfunction. We, we, we are used to, we're, we're used to chasing a dopamine hit to try to escape a reality. Rather that comes through you being faded, you getting high, you getting drunk, you're used to it. I'm used to a toxic relationship. I'm used to verbal abuse. It doesn't surprise me because it has become my norm. I'm used to it. For me, this, this started in childhood. See, please hear me. When you grow up in a combat zone, warfare becomes familiar to such a degree where peace causes skepticism. Just like me, getting in the truck, confused for a second on why I'm not hearing the tire pressure signal because I've, I have gotten used to driving around with the leak is it possible that we have gotten used to nails, to nails, to nails? Our patterns are due to roads that we have taken or are taking that have nails in it. One more time. Our patterns are due to roads we have taken or we are taking that have nails in it. And it took for a mechanic it took for a discount tire mechanic to ask me the question, have you been around something broken? That caused for me to get aware of my routes. It took for a mechanic to ask me the question, have you been around things that are broken? Are you constantly around something being torn down or built up? Because if so, you need a whole different type of tire. And the same question that mechanic asked me, I want us to consider, what roads have you been going down? And have those roads caused punctures? I feel this, y'all. Have those roads caused punctures to where joy is starting to leak? Clarity is starting to leak. Hope is starting to leak. Devotion time with Jesus is starting to leak. Your confidence in the promises of God, they're starting to leak. Your worship time, they're starting to leak.
your reading of scripture, not because I or pastor whoever told you to turn to John or turn to, to Psalms, but you're not seeking the Lord on your own because something is causing for there to be a leak, a leak. And it's possible like me that you have gotten used to nails. You have gotten used to punctures and it is now your normal. You're normal. You're normal. This has happened to me since I was a child. This is normal. We just yell, we argue, we curse, we shut down. This is normal. And I'm used to it. And here's the thing, family. When we were raised by cold hearts, it causes for us to be frozen in dysfunction. One more time. When we were raised by cold hearts, it can cause for us to be frozen in dysfunction frozen in it. And we have to deal with this. We have to deal with this on tonight because decisions have dysfunction embedded in them if we're not aware of nails. <laughs> decisions have dysfunction embedded within them if we are not aware of the nails. I just got this fixed. I just paid hundreds of dollars for two brand new tires on my truck. Why am I back here? This sound like somebody? Why am I back here? Why am I, in the, why am I in this place again? Why do I keep experiencing this? Why do I keep on dating the same person, just they have a different name? Why am I here? Why have I keep experiencing divorce? Why do I keep getting hurt? Could it be? Could it be? They're nails. They're nails that keep puncturing you and it's causing for something to leak, and you're not even aware of it. I'm simply suggesting, family, I'm simply suggesting, Jesus took our nails, so why do you keep on tolerating yours? Jesus took on nails, so you don't have to tolerate them. He was punctured, nailed to a cross. So why do you keep on living life use to nails. Flowers, Mr. Flowers, I can fix your tires, but I need you to be aware of your routes. Because if you could tell me your roads and the routes that you take regularly, then I could tell you the type of tire that you need. Family, we can give you points. Isaac and I, we can give you points, we can give you methods, we can give you principles. We can fix your tires, but you are gonna have to be aware of your routes. God, right now, we are asking, open our eyes to our life blind spots. The roads that we keep going on that are puncturing us, the roads that we have been on that have caused for our peace to be punctured. I trust in you to be punctured. God, would you remind us that you took on nails so we don't have to? I'm asking God that you open our eyes that we can see blind spots, the things around us that are hurting us that we haven't seen. We were not created to bleed for the rest of our life. You shed your blood so we don't have to. Give us that awareness. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody puts in the room, amen.
Amen. For this session on tonight, I would like to consider this thought, speak around this topic just for a few moments. That's not healthy. That's dysfunctional. Hmm. That's not healthy. That's dysfunctional. There's a confession that I want us to say. Everybody, if you would, put this in the room in all caps, this confession. I believe it's going to bless your life. Can I get us to say, Father, open my eyes so I could see hazardous roads that have become my normal. Oh, this is good. One more time. Father, all caps, put this in the room. Father, open my eyes so I could see hazardous roads that have become my normal, my normal, my normal, my normal. Mr. Flowers, we could fix your tires, but I need for you to be aware of your roads, aware of your roads. See, one thing that I'm learning about God, one of the things that I'm learning about God that has really blessed me is God doesn't just deal with it. He exposes what caused it. God doesn't just deal with it. He exposes you to what caused it. Peradventure, you're praying to God about the leak. But what God is trying to do is expose you to the nail. Hmm. God doesn't just deal with it. He exposes what is causing it. You're praying to God about the leak. God, I can't sleep. I, I, have, I have insomnia. God, I don't, I, I don't have clarity. God, I, I, I don't have hope. I, I don't have confidence. Could you please give You're praying to God about the leak. God will expose you to the road. <laughs> it's so good. God will expose you to the road that keeps on having nails in your tires. Hear me, the genesis of deliverance, the genesis of deliverance is tracing how it started. The genesis of deliverance is tracing how it started. It's discovering the road that has nails in it. Hmm. I wonder who is drinking something, smoking something to try to suppress the pain of the nail. I wonder who is sleeping with somebody they're not married to. It's getting real on the night. Not because you love them, but because you hate the leak from the nail. I wonder what have we called normal that's actually dysfunction. Because God doesn't just, he doesn't just stop it or deal with it. He exposes what's causing it. Bible, I want y'all to see this. Luke chapter 13, verse 6. This is a parable that Jesus is given. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it, let it alone this year also until I dig around it. Look, look, until I see if there's something around it that's affecting its ability to be fruitful. Let me check to see if there are nails. Let me dig around it and watch this and put manure on it. 
Let me dig around it and put manure on it. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Before we cut it down, let's check its surroundings. Let's examine the roads. Let's examine the roots. Let's examine the leaks. Let's examine if they're nails. Let's examine the routines. Let me dig around it and watch this, put manure on it. You know what manure is? That's boo-boo. <laughs> Let me put some crap on it. Ooh, what if what you're calling crap, God calls fertilizer? Uh-oh, here it is. I don't like this crappy job. God's like, that's not crap, that's fertilizer. I don't like dealing with this crappy person. That's not crap, that's fertilizer. Let me dig around it to see if there's some roots or some weeds that have tangled around the roots that's causing for the tree to not be fruitful. I'm looking for health. And it's possible something underneath the soil is interfering with the tree's ability to produce health. That's not healthy, that's dysfunctional. And sometimes you don't produce fruit until you go through some crap. Sometimes you're not fruitful until you go through some pain because pain and purpose date. And God has a way of allowing us to walk through manure to get us to be fruitful. I'm talking to somebody. The thing that you don't like, oh, that's gonna make you have a prayer life. The thing that you can't stand, oh, that's gonna make you fast. The thing that you hate, oh, that's gonna make you seek his face on a whole another level. It's the crap that we keep asking God to move and he's like, I'm using that. <laughs> to see if when I evaluate this next year, if it's gonna be fruitful. <laughs> that messed somebody up, huh? You're calling it crap, God's calling it fertilizer. What has been the killer of our marriages? The assassin to our relationships, robbing homes of safety. I, I'm talking about you don't, when you reflect back on childhood, you don't even have beautiful memories. You just have nightmares. Hmm. What has caused for us to where I don't want a fellowship with them? They might hurt me too. They might hurt me too. They might hurt me too. What has caused for us to have the inability to hear without getting offended? I'm talking about the undetected cancer of intimacy, the virus to our relationships and the disease to our spiritual growth, the undetected weapon that's sabotaging relationships, joy and peace. The weapon that hell is not credited for using enough is the weapon of dysfunction. Dysfunction, dysfunction is a downward pull. It's something that has punctured you that's pulling out passion, that's pulling out joy. It's pulling it out and we're unaware of it because dysfunction oftentimes is normalized. Please hear me. Dysfunction doesn't always show up looking like dysfunction. Dysfunction looks like a shortcut. <laughs> Come on, dysfunction looks like a shortcut, Jerry, that you're trying to take to get to church. Metaphorically speaking, dysfunction looks like a shortcut that you're trying to take that's actually wounding you. It's wounding you. Dysfunction doesn't always show up looking like dysfunction. A lot of us have normalized it. 
normalize dysfunction. How else does trauma get passed on from generation to generation? How else do strongholds get passed down from generation to generation? Addiction, you never even met your great-grandmother. How are you battling with the same thing she battled with and it is going undetected? Normalization of dysfunction. Normalized dysfunction. We all take roads with nails. We all take routes with nails. We all marry nails. Ooh, we all smoke nails. We all are used to something puncturing. Puncturing our life that's causing for us to experience a leak. Normalized dysfunction. Let me give you a definition. Normalized dysfunction. That is a unhealthy routine or practice that has been dressed in the wardrobe of our personality to such a degree that not wearing it causes for you to be frustrated. <laughs> One more time. Normalized dysfunction that is a unhealthy routine or practice that has been dressed in the wardrobe of our personality to such a degree that not wearing it causes frustration. Can I go a little deeper? This is why dysfunctional people don't like having functional conversations with healthy people because when you are used to dysfunction and that has become the wardrobe of your personality, having a healthy conversation makes you feel naked. Having a healthy conversation makes you feel attacked because you're used to wearing the dysfunction. So speaking to somebody who's functional makes you feel naked makes you feel like they're attacking you, makes you feel like they're judging you. It's because I've gotten used to nails. I've gotten used to nails. Normalized dysfunction. It's that, that downward pull. The thing in our life that we can't see is causing for us to experience a leak. And I want you to see Bible on this. I want you to see, this is a passage I read like two years ago um, in a whole different series. But I, I, I want you to just see how dysfunction can be normalized in a bloodline. Okay? I just want to see this. All right. Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27. We're going to launch our reading at verse 18. Okay? It says, So he went to his father and said, My father? And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am your, I am Esau, your firstborn son. So just a little context of this. Esau is the firstborn son, and he's the one that's supposed to have access to the birthright. Rebekah favors Jacob, okay? Esau, Rebekah favors Jacob, and Isaac favors Esau. So Rebekah is tricking her husband by telling Jacob, okay, we're gonna make your, your dad's favorite game, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some hair on your arm so that when you go to your father, he's gonna think that you're Esau so that he could bless you. Okay? So that's kind of the, the context of the story. Some of us may know it, some of us may not. I don't I never want to assume that all of us are aware of biblical narrative. So that's kind of where we're hopping in in this particular biblical episode. Verse 18 again. So he went to his father and said, my father, and he said, here I am, who are you, my son? Jacob 
said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me, lying on God. Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Esau was hairy, so this is how he's deceiving his father because his father has poor vision, he can't see. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? Jacob replies, or Jacob lies and says, I am. Put a mental bookmark there, Rebecca is joining forces with her son, Jacob, to trick their father, well, to trick his father, her husband, Isaac, to getting the blessing instead of Esau getting it, okay? Put a mental bookmark there. Now, Genesis chapter 26, verse six, it says, so Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of that place asked about his wife, and he said, she's my sister. For he was afraid to say, she is my wife, because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw there was Isaac, hmm, showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she is your wife. So how could you say she is my sister? Put a mental bookmark there. Isaac is lying about his wife, all right? Now let's look at Genesis chapter 20, verse one. And Abraham journeyed there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Okay, Isaac, first your daddy was lying about it. <laughs> your daddy was lying about it in Genesis 20. You lying about it in Genesis 26, and your son Jacob is deceiving you in Genesis 27. Are you seeing this? First, we see the lie in Genesis 20, down to his son in Genesis 26, down to your grandson in Genesis 27. We are seeing a track meet of dysfunction, a track meet of us going down roads and sharing nails. All of us have the nail of falsehood. This is so good, y'all. All of us, and if we, if we really evaluate our family tree, similar to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there's some nails that are being passed down in our family tree that's not healthy, that's dysfunctional. Can I mess y'all up? Can I mess y'all up? Okay, all right. Sometimes family can be defined as a toxic relationship parading as a requirement. 
sometimes family can be defined as a toxic relationship parading as a requirement. Because we're family, I'm required to share your toxicity. Because we're family, I'm required to share your dysfunction. And that's what we're seeing in the text, this dysfunction that's being passed down from one generation to another generation to another generation. We all take this road and experience nails. But as I was looking at the story, I said, man, if, if we go a little deeper, Rebecca is the one that Isaac married. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, okay? So we have dad, son, grandson. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Rebecca married into the family, okay? So he, Isaac married Rebecca. Ooh, this speaks to the importance of relationships because relationships are travel documents. <laughs> relationships are travel documents for dysfunction. Dysfunction doesn't just tra travel vertically. It also travels horizontally. This is so good. Maybe the only reason y'all click is because y'all are compatible with roads. Maybe the only reason y'all have chemistry is because y'all are compatible with nails. Maybe the only reason, okay, let me get back to my notes. The only thing we have in common is we have similar nails. We're attracted to each other, why? Because we have the same nails. We have the same leaks. We have the same punctures. We relate over punctures, not purpose. We click over punctures, not purpose. We have so much, we're bonded. No, it's not a bond, it's because y'all have similar bondage. A bond that has been passed down from age to age, bondage. It's the bond of the ages from generation to generation to generation. You don't even know why you're so attracted to them. Could it be? because we have similar nails. They just understand me. I know they do, because y'all have the same nails. <laughs> Normalized dysfunction has affected us to such a degree where we have confused what happiness truly is. And so now we label happiness as mutual dysfunctions that we can share cohesively. We're happy, because we have a mutual dysfunction that we share cohesively. We have learned how to function in dysfunction and we're happy when our dysfunction is mutual. Dysfunction, dysfunction. Mr. Flowers, we can fix your tires. That's what we do. But you're gonna have to be aware of your roads. Be aware of your routes. Hmm. Are you praying to God about the leaks? when God is trying to expose you to the road? Are you praying to God about the puncture when God is trying to expose you to the nail? Jesus took nails so we don't have to. So we don't have to. This is so good, y'all. Maybe the only reason we click is because we're compatible with roads. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be fooled. 
by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Why? Why is this relationship robbing my joy? There's just something, there's just a, why is this relationship robbing my joy? There's dysfunction in it. Why is our marriage on life support? There's dysfunction in it. I don't want to do church no more. I'm done. Autumn passes. The church you went to had dysfunction in it. <laughs> the puncture of dysfunction. Because dysfunction attempts to make you repeat what was broken. That's it. That's it. Dysfunction attempts to make you repeat what was broken. This broke mama, now repeat it. This broke daddy, now repeat it. This broke your brother, now repeat it. Go down the same road we all took so that you can experience the same nails. Are you praying to God about the leaks when he's trying to expose you to the road? Let me, let me give you some points. Give you some points, okay? I really, really am trying to drive this home and I want to show you that biblical passage where you, where you could see dysfunction can be inherited. But the reason we don't see it as dysfunction is because it's been our normal. Family dysfunction disciples us to tolerate toxicity. Family dysfunction, it disciples us to tolerate toxicity. The only way, the only reason you tolerate being spoken to like that and that level, level of verbal abuse is because you grew up with that. That's normal. You mad, you curse. You don't like something, hit him. You get pissed off, punch something. That's what you saw. Family dysfunction disciples us to tolerate toxicity. So what I want us to know is, number one, Discern dysfunction is the first step to health. That's it. The, the very first step to health is to discern that which is dysfunctional. It's, in other words, being exposed to the nail. That's it. This, this is how health begins in your life you have to be exposed to the nail, where you could discern, we've all been punctured. We, we've, we've all been punctured this way. And don't you dare avoid, like, I don't want you to, to take on a short-term comfort so that you could experience long-term dysfunction, because dysfunction can be comfortable, because that's all you've known. A family, we, we defend our dysfunction. We fight for our dysfunction. We grab air for our dysfunction. Twist your neck for dysfunction. Start all, we will defend our dysfunction when it has been our normal. But the first step of health and deliverance is being exposed to the nail. I might have to do like a part two of this. It, it's. It's really being able to spot dysfunction when everybody else sees that it's, everybody else experiences the same dysfunction, but you're the only one that can see. That's not right. 
What's Thanksgiving? It's coming up. <laughs> Thanksgiving, just watch the way your aunts talk to their husband. Just watch. Are you, you not judging, you observing. Just sit back and watch. And I guarantee you, you'll start to see nails. So the first step is discerning dysfunction. Number two, find the road. Find the road. The road that has nails in it, that's your routine. You find the road. For me, when he asked me, hey, are you, do you work in construction? Do, do you keep driving around things that are broken? I had to remember, man, I keep on turning down Grant Road. <laughs> that's the road. That's the road that's closest to meals, closer to church. I had to literally find the road. That one that you keep taking, the way that you keep talking, the way that you keep overthinking, that road, find it. Find it. There's this chart I want you to see, okay? You, you see this house? This is how things are structured. You have routines, you have a mindset, and a system. Routines, mindset, system. This is powerful because most people want to change the system. I, I wanna be free from, from watching porn. That's a system. I, I, I wanna, I wanna start thinking more holistically, holistically and, and, and healthy. I hate that I, I keep on ha having negative thoughts. I wanna stop with the negative thoughts. That's the system. You don't experience freedom by just addressing the system. It starts at the routines, cause those routines bleed into a mindset that established the roof of the system. You want to break the system? First, you have to deal with the routines. You have to first be aware of the road, the road that's affecting your mindset, that's constructing the system. Find the road. Number three, find a different road. You don't just discover that Grant Road's the problem and just, well, I got a problem, I, I can't help it. No, you find a different road. You find a different road. Let me give you an example. So instead of saying, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done, how about I say this? I feel better after I finish my work. A different road, meaning a different mindset or a different way to say it. Man, I, I gotta, I gotta get to the gym. I, I feel so fat. I feel so fat when I when I'm not in the gym. Or a different road. I feel better about myself after I work out. See? Total different perspective. Man, I had such a terrible day. Today was such a bad day. Today was horrible. Different road. Today was a character building experience day. Hmm. There's power in your words. You wanna change the system? Gotta look at the root routines, that's your roads. Because it makes a mindset, which gives the roof of a system. Find a different road. Number four, expect resistance. Expect resistance from those who are used to you going down that road. For those who are used to you cursing for that, that ex that's used to you having sex with him. Expect resistance. Expect for them to attack your new standards. Don't expect a sane response from an insane system. <laughs> expect it. It's not your job to articulate to them why you changed. 
It's your job to change and submit to how the Holy Spirit is causing for you to live a life that's for God's glory. You are not obligated to help anybody detox from toxicity. It is your job and the job of the Holy Spirit to help you detox from the toxicities that you share in common with those people. God changes people, not you. Expect resistance. Number five, expect withdrawals. I, it takes longer now. I can't go down Grant Road anymore. Withdrawals are simply the heart's way of raging once a pattern has changed. That's it. It's gonna be uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And don't you dare embrace a short-term comfort to keep a long-term dysfunction. Expose the nail. Just like I got in that truck and I expected to hear the ding, low tire pressure, I have to train myself. I had to remind myself, bro, you got that fixed. For you to embrace health, you're gonna have to train your taste buds to enjoy what health tastes like. It's one thing to stop or end the thing. It's another thing to end the way you have been that causes for you to be in sync with that toxic thing. Expect withdrawals. That's your heart's way of raging once the pattern has changed. And last point, surround yourself with health. That's the most critical, why? Because friends extend diets. They're either going to extend to you health or extend to you nails. Surround yourself with health. I'm probably gonna have to do a part two because I wanna give more points on how to become even more healthy. But tonight my assignment was to make us aware of the roads, the nails, and the leaks. And remember, God does not just deal with it. He exposes us to what's causing it. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Give us the strength and the courage to do the work. Remind us you took on nails so we don't have to. Whatever is dysfunctional in our life that has become our normal, I'm praying that you expose us to it. Open the eyes of our heart so that we have insight. We can see within. It's one thing to have natural sight. It's a greater thing to have insight. Give us insight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.